Let's get free or die trying to save our nation and children. Let's get free or die trying to save our nation and children. Let's get free or die trying to save our nation and children. Come on, Christians. You are now, word up, you are now in a high power mix with positive vibes entertainment. Call us for your event. You can contact us at 248-3820 or on the web at www.positivevibes.net. Holla into the mix, 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 into the mix. When your teachers talk about slavery, they're going to start with those of African descent as slaves in America. That's where they're going to start with you, as a slave in America. And then your white friends at school, they're going to start with them as kings and queens in Europe. They start with them on a positive note as kings and queens in Europe. They're going to start with you on a negative note as slaves in America. Now what I want you to do is raise your hand high until your teacher calls on you and ask them what were the black Africans before they came to America. And your teacher's going to have to say that they were kings and queens in Africa. See, I want my son to know that you are the descendant of kings and queens. That makes you a prince. So walk like you a prince. Look folks straight in the eye like you a prince. Relate to people like you a prince. You ain't got to trip on nobody else because you a prince. Even if they don't know who they are, you ought to know who you are. Help me somebody. And if when we get this in them, the truth will set them free. So let's go black to the beginning and black to the Bible. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 10. This is a partial description of the Garden of Eden. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four rivers. The name of the first is Pison. That is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah. Now leave your finger right there. We see it's passing through the land of Havilah. Go to Genesis chapter 10 while you hold your space in two. Go to Genesis 10. I want you to know who Havilah is. In Genesis 10 verse 1. This is after reconstruction. This is after the flood. You see Noah and his three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Now, those of us who are of African descent, we are descendants of Ham, the darker son of Noah. We are all descendants of Ham, us Native Americans, Eskimos, and that kind of thing. Those of you who are here and you are Caucasian, you are descendants of Japheth. Now, notice, we're descendants of Ham. You're descendants of Japheth but we all had the same father. Now that makes all of us brothers and sisters in creation. Are y'all following me? Now come on down here to verse six. And the sons of Ham, that's, we are children of Ham, we're descendants of Ham. The sons of Ham, he had four sons. Cush, which is Ethiopia. Cush means black. Cush is Ethiopia. Mesram, that later became the nation Egypt. Put became Libya and now Canaan. Those were his four sons. Look in verse 7. The sons of Ethiopia are Seba and Havilah. Wait a minute. Havilah is the son of Ethiopia. He's the son of Cush. Cush is black. That makes Havilah what? Black. Y'all learning. Now come on back to chapter 2. In chapter 2, verse 11, there is a land that is named after Cush's son. The land is named Havilah. That's where the first river mentioned in scripture is flowing through. Black Africa. 
Now look in verse 13. The name of the second river is Gion. The same as it that can pass through the whole land of what? Ethiopia. Everybody knows Ethiopia is black. The first two rivers mentioned in the Bible flow through black Africa, which now squashes the lie that we first got introduced to the Judeo-Christian tradition in slavery in America. No, we didn't. We first got introduced to the Judeo-Christian tradition in the book of Genesis, in the book of beginnings, when it was flowing through black Africa. And once we understand, I mean, even Langston Hughes picked up on that. Langston Hughes wrote a poem called The Negro Speaks of Rivers. He said, I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of blood through human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when the dawns were still young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans. And I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient dusky rivers, and my soul has grown deep like the rivers. Langston Hughes is speaking of the Negro and how the fact we were here from the beginning when the Euphrates that is mentioned in Genesis chapter 2 verse 14, when it was flowing, a Negro was bathing in it. He talks about the Nile River, which is the longest river in the world that flows through Egypt. Y'all, Egypt is still in Africa. Don't let the Ten Commandments on TV fool you. It was populated with black African people. And he said that there we raised, the Negro is the one that raised the pyramids above the Nile River. Y'all, we've been around a long time. And he says that our souls have grown deep like rivers. I love that. I ain't just about the color of my skin. There's a soul factor in me. And I am deep like a, there's something deep about a Negro. There's some death to a Negro. Don't just judge me based on the color of my skin and prejudge me based on some messed up concept. I run deep like a river. Watch how a river runs. When a river sets its course, whatever a direction it goes, it never changes. Rivers do not change its flow because something gets in its way. Whatever gets in its way, it just flows right on over it and right on through it. Y'all, the Negro is like a river. Nothing can stop our flow. Slavery couldn't stop us. Middle Passage could not stop us. Jim Crow laws could not stop us. Do I have a witness in here? Y'all, when they tried to make us go to the back door of everything, it did not stop us. KKK could not stop us. Lynchings and beatings could not stop us. Redistricting us to try to win a vote can't stop us. Redlining our, redlining our communities will not stop us. Can't nothing stop a Negro, cause God is with us. Do I have a witness in this place? We are like rivers. And this stuff is taking place, y'all, in the book of Genesis. It's talking about the Garden of Eden. It's mentioned in Ethiopia, Kavila, Black Africa. That's where all of human life started, in Black Africa. Even to this day, they're doing um, DNA testing and testing genes. And that's why some of y'all ain't in jail right now, because DNA testing. When they trace genes and do this DNA study, it's not just to keep folk in jail and other folk out of jail. That ain't, that ain't all it's doing. 
They trace these geneticists, scientists, and anthropologists trace genes back to the beginning of humanity. And these are not preachers, these are scientists who say that the beginning of life had to have started in Ethiopia, in Black Africa. And they say, based on these genetic studies, that the mother of all humanity had to have been a black African woman. Right now, the, the current oldest remains that they have in terms of humanity, the current oldest remains that they have come from Ethiopia. Now, I ain't shocked by none of this. I mean, the geneticists are just now catching up with the Bible. This has always been in the Bible, y'all. Scientists are just now catching up with what God is saying. And some of us are so messed up that when we see it for ourselves, we don't understand it. We need somebody white to tell it to us. Because we think somehow if somebody black saying it, something wrong with it. But y'all, the scientists now, in Newsweek magazine, Newsweek magazine, January 11th, 1988, they did a proposed picture of Adam and Eve based on this DNA study. They did a proposed picture of Adam and Eve, and they put a black man and a black woman on the front cover of Newsweek magazine. Now, didn't no preacher do that. Preachers ain't got nothing to do with Newsweek magazine. These are geneticists that came up with this study because they understand that black people were the original humans. I'm not surprised by that. The Bible says that God created Adam from dirt. Y'all ain't never seen no white dirt. created from dirt from Ethiopia some of the darkest dirt in the world is in Ethiopia and that's where God made him from watch this because we call him a human he's the original human hue means color we know what man is he is a man of color y'all Adam and Eve were black my son came to my office he goes to Jewish Christian Academy and somebody gave him this, this, it's called a children's Bible, it ain't a real Bible, got Bible stories in it. And he runs into my office, he's all happy, he says, Daddy, uh, and look at this. And I look at it, it's got white Adam, white Eve, white Noah, white Jay, white everybody. And I said, son, what is this? That's my Bible, Daddy. I said, no, it ain't. I took it from him. Then I ran the Jewish Christian Bible bookstore and got him a Bible with all black people in it. And gave it to him and said, now here's your Bible. Y'all, there is an anthropological truth. Stop saying it don't matter. When did truth not matter? Y'all, if it's in the Word, why would God put something in the Bible that don't matter? It does matter. And when we understand, watch this, when God made humanity, He did not make different races. He made one race. That's the human race. So that through one blood, God made all nations. We are brothers and sisters in creation. It's just that we were the original human. That's why white people call themselves humankind. They were not the original humans. They were a kind of human. Y'all ain't getting this today. It's understanding the truth that sets us free. Now, the reason why we're able to go to the Bible and just pull out all these contributions, this is all introduction for the next several weeks. But we're able to just go through put all these black contributions, all these black people, all the black nations, the black language, and we just pull right out of the Bible. Frank Fowler says that there was no such thing as racism based on color in Bible days. Y'all, in Bible days, they wouldn't trip because somebody was black or light or white or fair or yellow or whatever. There was no racism based on color back then. That's why we go straight to the words see all these black contributions. Racism based on color did not flourish until the 17th century. It existed. 
but it didn't flourish until the 17th century, where people started becoming prejudiced based on the color of your skin. And dogs, you have the color of your skin, calling you curse because you're dark and all that. That's 17th century stuff. That, that, that's what we call the, uh, the period of enlightenment. I don't like calling it the period of enlightenment. How can the white man's enlightenment be the black man's nightmare? But that's when racism began to flourish. And, and that's where they started perpetuating this lie that anything that is dark or black is wrong and bad and messed up. Some of us still think that right now because it's been perpetuated through time. But if something's dark or black, something's wrong with it. That's why some of us, when we look in the mirror, we don't like what we see because we see dark. And then you don't like me because I look like you. If I open a store, you won't come to my store because something must be wrong because a dark man is running. Are y'all following me? This is the mindset that many people to this day, both black and white, are perpetuating this kind of mindset. They do it even in terms of the media. I was at my uncle's house and we were watching the news, Channel 8 News, local news station. And they said, when we come back from our commercial break, we're going to do a story on the welfare system. I told my uncle, when they come back, they're going to show a whole bunch of black people story on welfare and uh, and I told my uncle I said now we all know there are more white people on welfare than black and he said to me well that's because there are more white people in, in, in America I said I understand that can they find one for the story that's all I so they came back on Negroes everywhere come on somebody it perpetuates a mentality prolongs a mentality that that which is dark and black has to be negative it shows up in the movies. When I was a kid, I loved westerns, still like westerns. And, and whoever was in the westerns, and we didn't play in the westerns. So, the, of course, there were African-American cowboys. We didn't play in the movies. But whoever was in the movie, the good people, the good person, the hero would have on a white hat, and the bad guy would have on a black hat. That's just the way it was, because it's black. It's got to be negative. It's got to be bad. It's got to be wrong. And, y'all, it's not only happening like that in the media and in the movies. I mean... Even today, most of the movies that our people play in, they play the pimps, the prostitutes, the gangbangers, the jail, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because it, it's this mentality that if it's dark, it's wrong. And this stuff is even come to our churches. And, um, and we just keep this thought process going on. A friend of mine was a student at a predominantly white Christian university in southern Indiana. And, um, and as he was going there, he was a brother like him, a black man like him. He called me one day and said, Jay, I got this wonderful book on evangelism to help win kids to Christ. And he knows I got a heart for soul winning and, and witnessing. I said, well, man, share with me. What is it about? He said, it's a book that has no words and no pictures, only colors. I said, man, what kind of book is that? No words, no pictures, just colors? He said, and you can use it to win kids to the kingdom of God. I said, well, how does it work? He said, well, the first page, no words, no pictures, just colors. The first page is a white page. And he said that that represents God because God is pure. The next page is a light blue page. This is the love of God. No matter what we've done, God still loves us. The next page was a black page. This is humanity, how sinful and ungodly we are and messed up and unrighteous. The next page was a red page. This is the blood of Jesus that washes away our sin. I said, wait a minute. I said, I'm trying to understand something. First page is what? White. I said, now that's purity in God? Yeah. What's the next page? Light blue. I said, now that stands for love? Yes. 
I said, the next page, what is that? Black. I said, why is the black page the Praise sin page? Why is it the unrighteous page? He said, Jay, no, you understand. You can use any color for any one of these things to be represented. I said, then why is it your predominantly white Christian institution is using black for the sin? How come you ain't using black for God? Or black for love? Or, or, or black for the blood? Why is it white for the sin or white? You understand what I'm saying? Why is it that the black always has to be negative? That's the mindset that we all grew up in in this country. That if it's white, is right. If it's black, get back. All right, y'all, y'all not follow. Black sheep of the family. Everybody in my family black. Black male. Black list. If you're on a black list, they're going to put you in a black book. Black Market, Black Monday, Dark Horse, there's a Dark Horse. Why I gotta be a Dark Horse if it's a long shot for winning? Are y'all following me? Uh, Angel Food Cake is white. Devil's Food Cake. That's, and we live with this messed up mentality and we perpetuate that thing because many of us don't understand the truth and the power that comes with blackness. Y'all, don't y'all know that black Africans brought to us culture, science, religion, civilization, medicine, brought to us mathematics, brought to us the alphabet. I told my son, you should not flunk English. Black people came up with the alphabet. You should not flunk mathematics. We started math. You should get an A in biology. We started medicine. And we don't understand the positive aspects of being black. Black as a color has the ability to attract to it all rays of color and light. Black is an absorber of both light and cosmic radiation. Y'all, African Egyptians used to put, put black capstones on the top of their pyramids because of the inherent power in the color black. Black is a source of power and influence. Solar energy cells are black. Dry cell batteries are powder powered by black chemicals. Judges wear black robes. Priests and nuns wear black robes. Graduating students wear black caps and gowns. Limousine services with its chauffeur-driven limousine are often black limousines. Are y'all following me? There's power in blackness. When somebody comes to a funeral, the funeral the family of the deceased usually is wearing black not because black represents death but because black represents influence and power and they put the black on to have the power to deal with the difficulty they are facing y'all black does not represent death in all actuality white represents death white denotes death when somebody is mourning they would put white ash on their head. That if somebody dies in the fire and they're burned, all that is left is white ash. Uh, in a military funeral, there will be a riderless white horse because white represents the dead soldier. On Mother's Day, millions of people will wear a white rose that represents their dead parents. Why do we call winter? the dead of winter is the dead of winter that's because of the blanket of white the, the earth is is blanketed with white 
and nothing is living in the winter. Everything is dying. Nothing is growing until the spring when the white snow melts and then the growth comes up out of the black ground. Y'all, white represents death. In the book of Revelation, it says that death is going to come riding on a pale white horse. Y'all, black represents power and influence. Do I have a witness in this place? And once we understand that, we start walking in the truth of God's word. Now, 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 people, right now, somebody right now, you don't like the way you look because of the color of your skin. Look in the mirror, don't like it because it's dark. All your life, you've been here, you're too dark, you're too dark, you're too dark. And even when I preach this, somebody gonna tell me, you're too black. You preach too black. I heard that before. You preach too black. We the only people who tell each other we are too much of what we are. May the Lord add a blessing to the mixing of the word. word You've word. been rocking to the revolutionary sounds of Positive Vibes Entertainment. Right, right. Positive Vibes Entertainment is available for your wedding reception, family reunion, yeah. praise party, yeah. or any other event. Doubt. Doubt. Contact Positive Vibes by calling 248-3820. Once again, the number is 248-3820. Our website is www.positivevibes.net Check it out. We hope that you will be blessed, stay blessed, and be a blessing. No blessing, doubt, blessing, doubt. Blessing, oh, blessing, 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 blessing. This is Big Smooth of Positive Vibes Entertainment. Join our email club to stay connected to our Christian events. Simply call 248-3820 or visit www.positivevibes.net for further details. Peace.